The views and opinions expressed by guests on this program are not necessarily the views of Thinking Bigger Business Media, Inc. or its employees. Welcome to Smart Companies Thinking Bigger Radio. Get the inside scoop on how America's most successful business owners transform their entrepreneurial vision into reality. And listen in as some of the top business minds in the country serve up practical advice, tips, and insights for growing your business. Now here's your host, Kelly Scanlon. Good morning. Welcome to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. Our guest today is Kat McDaniel. She is the founder of Media Head, which is a marketing and advertising supplier. And her story is one of perseverance and reinvention in a changing industry. Welcome to the show today, Kat. Thanks. Okay, so let's hear about MediaHead. You've actually been in the printing industry for many, many years. So how did um, you evolve from starting out in printing to where you are with MediaHead today? Well, um, I was in the litho printing industry for about 25 years. But in 2006, 2007, we really started to realize that there was going to be a huge disruption in the market. Um, you know, everyone was saying people aren't going to be printing as much. You know, the economy crashed. And people really wanted to understand uh, the value of what they were spending money on printing. Um, so things started to really kind of switch over to on-demand or people printing just exactly what they needed in small quantities. Mm -hmm. And so we took a leap of faith at that time. We bought a lot of software, put in a lot of digital equipment, retrained all of our employees, and um, it just started – it was a complete new business for us. Right. And um, very separate from what was going on in the litho industry. And then about four years ago, um, we split the companies. So I when you say split the companies, so before that I was in uh, business with my ex husband mm -hmm. in ColorMark, which was the mm -hmm. litho company. Okay. While I was developing this, um, but four years ago we split the companies. Mike took the litho business, and I took the digital business, and started down that path. Okay, so you had a leap of faith in a couple of different ways. Not only were you reinventing the current company, you were actually starting a new company, it sounds like. I think some people just think that ColorMark became MediaHead, and it's actually a separate company. Yeah, no, it, it actually became a separate company. Mm -hmm. And about six months into our journey, uh, we had an additional challenge because uh, Mike folded ColorMark, mm. and so there were um, some definite issues to clean up there. Um, we ended up absorbing some of the employees and retraining them for our business. Okay, and I know that just from talking to you previously, uh, this wasn't a solitary journey. I know that the owner, you know, the buck stops with them, and there are many um, nights, days where you feel like you are working in isolation. You can't really share everything. But it was when I hear you t tell it previously, this really was a journey um, with your employees. And, and tell us about how that really helps the company. Um, absolutely. And I know a lot of people say that their company is like a family, mm -hmm. but I think that very much became true for us. Um, 
when my journey started, we had 55 employees, and when I left, I took 15 with me. And from Color Mark. From okay. Color Mark, and those were all very dedica- dedicated to the cause of mm-hmm. what I was doing. Um, and even when Color Mark uh, went under, I knew which employees out of that group uh I always like to say that would follow me into the fire because right. that's exactly what we were doing. I was going to say you walked through fire together and you merged. Oh, and we are we're such a close, tight group. After that, um, you know, we all because we are a small company now. We're uh, 18 employees, mm-hmm. so we all have multiple jobs. There's none of this. Oh, that's not my job. Right. Um, we all pitch in to. Um, you know, sometimes we might have a huge project for Hellsberg or H&R Block, and everyone is back there kidding, including me. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. When you kidding, kidding as in putting it together, right? right? So, okay. yeah, we would like uh, we many times a month assemble boxes that go out to like all the Hellsberg stores or all the H&R Blocks that have printed material um, or promotional items in there that uh, are for some special or program that they're doing Mm -hmm. that week. Okay. I I guess one of the burning questions is when all of this came up, when the industry started changing, when you started having your additional challenges with um, the former company Color Mark, why didn't – I mean, a lot of people would have said, you know what, I've been been in this 20-some years – I'm done. I'm I'm going to, you know, I'm just going to go get a job somewhere and be done with this. Why why uh, did you decide yeah. to keep moving forward? Everyone has said that to mm-hmm. me, including yeah. my two hemp mentors now, <laughs> you know, why in the world did you go forward? And there's just one reason. It was my employees. Mm. Um some of those people have worked for me for 20 years and they were all looking at me with those wide eyes that <laughs> yeah. um, you have to save this company and mm-hmm. we have to figure this out. And we're willing to do um, anything to keep this thing going. So yeah. they blindly, you know, followed my vision. And um, But, yeah, I had a lot of sleepless nights, especially with the uh, blowback from Color Mark that wasn't fair that came back to me of why am I doing this? Um, mm-hmm. Many people said, you know, why did you pay people back? Why didn't you just bankrupt Color Mark? But yeah. um, that's just not in my nature, and it wouldn't have been the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. How did you manage um through all of that. I mean, there had to be financial implications. Like you said, that some people got laid off, they got let go. Mm-hmm. I mean, how, how did you manage through all of that? Um, I just very closely got involved in uh, every penny that the business was taking in and mm-hmm. putting out. And I made a lot of personal sacrifices. You know, I sold my house. I pretty much sold everything. Um, and put cash, all the cash back into the business to keep it going. Yeah. Um, during that time period, there, um, especially with Color Mark, there there was a definite negative balance, and so I had to work hard to sell off the equipment, sell off the building, satisfy all the vendors, um, all the while trying to keep my new business uh, going, which was uh, very difficult. But I had such dedicated people helping me all along the way, and not just at the company, you know, friends and advisors and my accountant and now my hemp mentors. Um, 
you know, every everybody was pulling for me. Mm-hmm. And um, so that felt really good, and I just knew we had to survive. Yeah, and I, I heard you once say that uh, even though you had to sell your house and go through some of the things that you just described, you still firmly believed that you had a better future and that you had a better means to financial stability through business ownership than you would going and working for somebody. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I mean, I opened my first little company when I was 23 years old. Wow. And I've, I've been an entrepreneur all my life, so I really can't imagine <laughs> going to work for someone. Yeah. <laughs> it just would not be a good fit. Even yeah. though I would have less hours, I could go on vacation, <laughs> I'd probably make more money. You know, Mm -hmm. what was I thinking? (laughs) Other than I I really, really enjoy being an entrepreneur. Yeah. So what what advice would you give for others who are going through some sort of adversity? Maybe not even to the degree that you are, but actually there's a lot of business owners that fake it till they make it. Mm -hmm. You know, that like you said, you had all this going on with ColorMark and you're over here smiling and everything's fine. You know, Mm -hmm. the persona you're giving, uh, putting the foot you're putting forward for... uh, for a media head, what would you give to others uh, who are going through different kinds of adversity and struggles? Um, I think, especially with your employees, you always have to project this, um, everything is going to be okay. And do you, But do you share the troubles? Oh, yes, yes, okay. yes, yeah. We talked about everything. Everybody was aware of finances, Um you know, and I didn't just share that with them. I shared that with with some of our largest clients, mm-hmm. um, people that I consider my advisors, close friends. Um, in fact, I had a friend ask me that question recently. Uh, do you think it was a good thing to share all of that? And I said, um, you know, it's funny when when I was in hemp about a month ago, and they introduced me. The person who introduced me said, "Cat, we just." want you to know that everyone in this room is pulling for you and you are our emotional favorite. Uh-huh. And that kind of says it all that um, I appealed to everyone's emotions um, about what was going on during that time period. And that just made everybody pitch in all the more to try to come up with a solution mm-hmm. for us. Yeah, sometimes – and. You hear so much conflicting advice because you hear, especially in hemp, uh, the Healthburg mm-hmm. Entrepreneurial Mentoring Program, you hear put your worst foot forward, which you obviously oh, did. did. <laughs> yeah, no, no hesitation, it sounds like there. But then you hear other people who say, no, you have to fake it till you make it because if you uh, show any kind of blood, the shark starts circling, you know. Mm-hmm. And But that didn't seem to phase you. Uh, no, and I'll tell you, a lot of our competitors mm-hmm. smelled blood in the water and and um, said some not nice things about us. Yeah. And the funny thing is, because of our close relationships um, with a lot of our clients, it really came back to them in a bad way oh. because I kept the clients informed as to what was going on. Mm-hmm. And when they Smart said, move. oh, yeah. they're not doing so well, my client would tell me, I said, oh, yes, they are. They're mm-hmm. just fine. Yeah, so exactly. It was nice you. to have that support in the community. Yeah. We're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to talk about some of the services and products that CAT and MediaHead offer and how you can get involved with those. You're listening to Smart Companies Radio on Blog Talk Radio. We'll be right back. Interested in growing your business? 
Thinking Bigger Business Media has the resources you need to grow your company to the next level, whether it's an aspiring business, a startup, established, or mature. Thinking Bigger provides the how-to strategies, critical connections, and key information to make your business more productive and more profitable. Check them out at ithinkbigger.com and find out what successful Kansas City business owners already know. Thinking Bigger Business Media is the resource for growing businesses. Visit them today at ithinkbigger.com. I'm Sarah. I'm Ellen. One night, I was at a bar. One night, I was at a bar. I had one too many drinks. I had one too many drinks. I got behind the wheel. I got a cab. A squirrel ran across the road. A squirrel ran across the road. I swerved. The cab swerved. I hit a guy. The cabbie just missed a guy. I wish I took a cab. Thank goodness I took a cab. You have the choice to save a life. Buzzed driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the Department of Transportation and the Ad Council. Get ready for an evening exploding with energy as we celebrate Kansas City's entrepreneurial community at the 15th Annual 25 Under 25 Awards Dinner and Gala, February 27th at the Downtown Marriott. Join host Thinking Bigger Business Media and sponsored Catalyst for cocktails, dinner, and entertainment as we recognize the achievements of 25 outstanding Kansas City area small businesses with under 25 employees. Reserve your tickets now at 25under25.com. That's 25under25.com. Good morning. Welcome back to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. We're visiting here today with Kat McDaniels. She is the founder of Media Head, and we are very excited that Media Head is one of our 25 under 25 winners in the class of 2016. We're going to be celebrating Kat and 24 others, along with Legacy Award winner John McDonald, down at the Marriott this weekend on February the 27th. And I know many of you are going to be coming, so congratulations, Kat. We're very excited. Thank you so much. And I, for those of you who listened to the first part of the show, I think you can understand why the judges uh, selected her. As I said, a story of perseverance and a story of just uh, barreling through. And, and despite the odds, we're going to make it, by gosh. And <laughs> <laughs> Got that right. <laughs> yeah. So so now now that we have your story out there, let's mm-hmm. talk more about what Mediahead does. If you were to give me your elevator pitch, what would it be? And then we'll go from there? Well, our main business now is we build uh, marketing portals for our customers. It can either be for an end user, like a corporation, um, or uh, we help advertising agencies build them for their customers, Mm -hmm. too. Mm -hmm. Um, It would be any company that has multiple locations that, you know, maybe across the United States or the world that needs to organize all of their marketing materials in one place. Um, Mm -hmm. And I also like to say, some people have the misconception that we're a marketing company. Uh, We're not not a marketing company. We don't do marketing, but we provide the tools to marketers to be able to execute Mm -hmm. um, campaigns or systems. Right. So you don't develop the strategy, you don't develop the campaigns, but you, you develop, you can develop the collateral or or do you, when you say developed, do you mean print it, or do you mean um, design it? Uh, no, uh, we, we do print, um, mm-hmm. but we we do not design. Okay. And um, when I say execute um, with some of these programs, um, it would be you know something that has variable printing on it uh, that's going out to multiple locations. Okay, and variable printing for uh, people who may not know what that means. 
What is variable printing? So variable printing, I know everyone's seen this where it says, hello, Bob, hello, Sue, but variable printing has gone uh, way past that arena. Mm -hmm. Um, We use variable with a lot of analytics to target specific customers. Um, It could be male, female, um, Hispanic, uh, couples, couples with children, older adults. Um, so we use the variable to target all those specific groups within a campaign. Yeah, it, it is amazing because used to, it was it seemed quite phenomenal that you would get, say, a postcard in the mail and it said, hello, Kelly. Yeah. And I thought, ooh, okay, they know who I am. Besides, that's so 10 years ago. I though, know, Kelly. I know. No, that's my point. Yeah. And now you get things and it might reference your last purchase or, Absolutely. or you know, something that starts mm-hmm. to almost get a little creepy. Right, know? right. Or that your car loan is ending yes. and what type yeah. of car you have and right. what would be the dollar amount of the trade-in. Mm-hmm. It gets very um, specific. Yeah, it does. And, you know, instead of uh, dropping 5,000 random generic postcards in the mail, you might only mail 500 very targeted mm-hmm. postcards, but you're um, going to have a much better response. Exactly. Now, when you have this portal, uh, let's say that I work for XYZ company and I'm going to get ready to go to a trade show. My division is going to go to a trade show. There's 10 of us going Mm -hmm. or something. So I can tap into the portal and I can, if there's going to be 500 people there, so maybe I want 300 pieces of something, I can just... Sure. Is that Um, how that works? You know, we even store like the the trade show booths too. Oh, do you? So you you can go on there, order the booth you want order the the printed material you want, um, order any promotional items. Um, but then you all also might go on the uh, the portal and uh, pick a postcard that goes out to all of the people in the show, which some kind of offer mm-hmm. or pearl, which will drive them to your booth. So it's really um, kind of all-encompassing. You might go on there and also pick up a PowerPoint um, that you're going to – uh, have at one of your talks at the show and uh, be able to do that mm-hmm. online also sure. and then download it when it's done. Okay. And all of those pieces of collateral, all those tools have been created by somebody else and you have provided the housing for them exactly. to be stored in. Exactly. Okay. So either created by their agency or created by the company. Mm-hmm. But it really ensures that uh, someone in Washington versus someone in Florida is picking up the same branded material yes. and most importantly nowadays the same disclaimer yes. that everyone has access to whatever the latest, greatest, updated thing is on the site and anything that um, is not current is taken down. Mm-hmm. You have talked about how transparent you were with uh, your staff, with your customers, uh, with people in your industry when you were struggling to close down Colormark and and get media head off the ground. And you're the same way with your customers when it comes to that relationship in terms of um, why are you sending out 10,000 postcards? <laughs> I mean, some people would look at you and like, you are trying to tell are them to cut crazy? that in half yeah. or to down to a third. Right. It, tell uh-huh. us about that philosophy. Uh, what, well, what, what? I, I, you know, I have a favorite story about that and, and, I guess my philosophy is I want that customer for life, not just mm-hmm. that one print job. Right. Um, you know, I want to be that customer's partner. Um, and my favorite story uh, goes back to the YMCA. So when I was first dealing with the YMCA, they used to dump 900,000 
postcards in the mail in December and January, and everybody would fight for that job and who can be the lowest per piece. And so I finally went to the CMO that I had worked with over the years, and she really trusted me. And I said, you know, let's do predictive analytics. Let's bucket all of these people into the different variables, um, you know, the older people, the um, couples, the single moms with children. Let's really assign attributes to all of those different people, and let's buy a mailing list according to that and everybody within a three- to five-mile radius Mm -hmm. that fits our perfect client. And I only came up with 225,000 names. Oh, my. And um, which considerably (laughs) cut the, you know, amount of the printing down. And everybody kind of freaked out. But fortunately, the CMO uh, trusted me. Well, we mailed 225,000 postcards and had five times the response than they had in previous years. Yeah, it's it's that key to get it very niche and very targeted. Right, right. Yeah, it's more of the the direct approach rather than Mm -hmm. scattered. How much spaghetti Mm -hmm. can you throw on the wall to see if it sticks kind of thing. And then now years later, you know, we still have the YMCA. Um, We have a portal for them, and we execute a lot of different programs that they need done. So we have very solid relationship with them because of that. Right, and a lot of companies are, I mean, I can think of lots of businesses that would be scared to say those sorts of things. Uh, let's cut your your order right. by 75%. <laughs> and you're wow. still going to have better results. Exactly. Um, but you really um, believe in your product. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Where do you go from here? I mean, you've been. You sound like you've been through it all, but there's obviously more on the horizon. Where do you go from here? Um, we had some really fantastic growth last year, mm-hmm. and uh, it's this year. We actually had our biggest month ever last Great. month. Great! Congratulations! Um, so this year is starting off really well, and um, you know, I think the target for this year is to have people understand that the portals don't have to be print centric anymore. Mm-hmm. It's really a tool to organize everything you have um, that's available to people out in the field or the different offices. Uh, you, you know, there are many portals we build now that don't even have any print on them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but people just need a way. You know, we're all so busy, and that causes us to be disorganized. And, um, you know, for a marketing department, they're getting constant requests all the time. If you know, they can direct them to a place that houses all of this, it really makes their life a lot easier. Oh, I can only imagine. So how would somebody get in touch with you if they want to talk to you directly or if they want to find out more about your offerings? Mm, I would encourage them to visit our website. Uh, It's uh, mymediahead.com. And if you're interested in the portal, um, if you give us a call, uh, we can give you a free demo, or we'll even give you a test site that you can play around with on your own. Okay, so mymediahead.com. You can get in touch with Kat through the phone numbers and information there. Uh, Go check it out and see if that's not something that's going to save you a lot of time and probably money, too. So thanks so much for being on the show. Congratulations. Can't wait to celebrate Saturday night. Oh, thank you, Kelly. Really appreciate it. And if you'd like to learn more about how to grow your business, please visit our website at ithinkbigger.com. Follow us on Facebook, Thinking Bigger Business Media, or on Twitter at I Think Bigger. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.